This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership and the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt. He's the CEO of SOM International. And with Frank Parrish, he's the director of World Map. That stands for Missionary Assistant Plan, World Map. So, hey, David, tell me a little bit about how you've come to know Frank and how you're connected with World Map. Well, Frank and his wife, Wendy, uh, we connected uh, quite a few years ago. I think it was almost... 14, 15 years ago at the beginning of the work in India. And uh, he directs uh, the, this organization we're going to talk more about. But specifically, they have a major tool that's called the Shepherd Staff. It's a beautiful uh, tool that's a manual, basically for pastors and leaders. Yeah. And so they immediately were generous and they wanted to support what they heard was going on in India. And through all these years, uh, Mark, they just have given thousands, literally thousands of um, shepherd staffs away and has helped equip our yeah. church planners over there in India. And so through that, those days, we've gotten to know each other more and more. But just recently, we just came back from India together. We were finally able to get Frank and his assistant over to India graduation. And we got even closer. And I just loved Frank's heart. He's he's a leader of leaders. Their organization's about leadership. Uh, so I'm delighted to have you on, Frank, um, as just a growing partner in this work. And so, Frank, welcome. And, brother, we want to just uh, hear, for, give, a, give the listening audience a, a thumbnail of who you are too, and, and and world map specifically? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know anything about world map, so this is brand new to me. Okay, well, thank you so much for the opportunity just to be with you guys. It's a privilege to serve together. You know, you're serving a really important segment of the church, and we are coming alongside to help do that as well. And so, it's a real privilege to be together with you. Simply put, World Map is a missions organization that it's about sixty plus years old that is committed to go into all the world, preach the gospel, and make disciples. However, our particular assignment that we have is in training leaders. Beginning of our ministry, uh, our focus was helping Western missionaries raise finances just so they could stay on the field. Mm-hmm. And as the Holy Spirit directed, we changed our focus in the mid-70s to focus on training the indigenous national leader because he is the one, she is the one, who really is best equipped to go into the areas where there are unreached peoples and to minister to to their own people in their own nation. And so we have been doing that since the mid-70s. My wife and I have been directing this ministry for the last 25 years. Earlier, David uh, mentioned the Shepherd Staff, and we it's a thousand-page Bible school in a book, if you will. That's what pastors call it around the world. Mm -hmm. We have distributed that to over one, almost one and a half million pastors in third world nations and 150 different third world nations around the world. It's in 18 different languages, soon to be 19 and soon to be even more. So we're continuing to expand translation versions of this and give them away free to pastors. As a transdenominational organization, uh, pastors don't join us. They don't pay us for anything or do anything like that. Everything we do is for them to train them and help them become better leaders in their own nations. That's great. That's great. So my understanding is that all of our Indian church planners have a copy of this. And um, and what what a great tool, David, uh, for our Indian church planners to have in their arsenal. Yeah, Mark, that's almost over 10,000 now that we've built to graduate 
and empower. And one of their tools that they just rejoice in is the shepherd staff. And uh, so all these years we've been distributed. So it was just so fun to have Frank come along and really use his skill of leadership development and empowerment, encouragement. And the, he just connected immediately to our grad, our 25th graduation class. They just loved him. And he just has, you know, years of veteran experience. And, you know, Frank, do you, I'd love for you to comment even on our last trip. What was, what did you see, what do you see the Holy Spirit doing in India? I mean, that's a unique work, obviously. We had some great conversations. Yeah. I'd like to hear kind of your heart, what you saw it and how you were blessed by that time. Well, needless to say, my, my ears are still ringing with their voices and their language and the songs and the conversations that we had. I've been thinking about that trip a great deal. I was, again, very privileged to be amongst what I would consider Hall of Fame faith people like the Hebrews 11 people to see these young people rise up and take what God has given them to go out where others have never gone before. That takes not only incredible commitment, it takes incredible courage. They face horrific challenges from not only persecution, but being alone sometimes, very alone out there amidst amidst people who don't know the Lord, and they don't have a, a lot, but they have what really caused the Acts, the church in the book of Acts to grow. They have a deep commitment to the Lord. They have his word, the Bible, and they have prayer, and they have a real reliance upon the Holy Spirit. And when you have those things, that is God's pattern of a guaranteed growth explosion. And I know that these guys are going to go out. i I don't doubt that some of them are going to give their lives, but these men and women are so committed to the Lord. I know that they will be fruitful. They will be fruitful in what they do for the Lord. So when you were developing the shepherd staff, um, how did you come up with the materials? I mean, if you have a thousand pages, I mean, David, you and I have tens of thousands of pages on our shelves uh, of, you know, books that are dedicated to, you know, helping pastors do their job in a thousand pages. How did you come up with material that somebody in a place like India, you know, that would be enough for them to be able to, to lead a church. I mean, this is a huge movement. Uh, tell me a little bit about the development of the shepherd staff and, and what our pastors have with that resource. Well, yeah. How do you condense into a certain amount of pages what a pastor ought to know in order to be effective and fruitful in their leadership? Yeah. That's yeah. It's quite a challenge. A huge um, challenge. It's, it's a long story, and I'll keep it very, very brief. We were publishing a magazine called Axe Magazine, mm-hmm. and uh, it was going out quarterly to hundreds of thousands of pastors all over the world. But where the shepherd staff started was we thought the, the original founder, the guy who put it all together, my father-in-law, Ralph Mahoney, he thought, I want to put together a Bible commentary, just a Bible with commentary for Chinese pastors. Because okay. pastors in China, they have nothing. And it's very restrictive from the government. The underground church there, the house church is highly persecuted. So that project got started. But what he realized is that it would be better instead of trying to do a commentary with a Bible, which would be a a very massive physical object at the time, he thought it would be better to put together a compendium of subjects that are crucial for pastors to know and understand. Mm -hmm. And so that's what he began to do. I think what's important to understand about the shepherd staff, which might be different for our listeners or leaders here in the West, is that 
one of the criteria is everything that gets put in the shepherd staff has to be de-westernized. In other words, okay. it has to be what does the Bible say? Not how do we interpret it in our culture or someone else's culture. We have to say, what does the Bible actually say about a given subject? Yeah. So we have to de-westernize it. We keep the language as simple as possible because uh, our readers who have the shepherd staff, they're as smart as us, but they're yeah. not they're not as well educated. They don't have as many opportunities at, at higher education. So keeping the language simple, keeping everything we print and publish as what does the Bible say about this? Because the Bible is transcultural. It is transgenerational. Yeah. So we want to be very accurate with the scripture as, as well. So those are part of the, the guidelines that were used to put together the shepherd staff. And it grew and grew and grew into this thousand page volume. And, you know, I look at it now today and there are things I think, gosh, well, should it have this? Should it have that? Well, you know, there's no end to it. But yeah. we want to cover the basics. Here's a good example of why yeah. we do this. I met a pastor in Africa. Uh, he was in, uh, let me see, he was in Ghana. And uh, he had come to a pastor seminar. Our organization also provides free pastor seminars around the world as well. He came to one of our seminars. And uh, at the end of a session, he walked up to me and he said, oh, Brother Frank, I'm, I'm a new pastor. And I said, well, that's wonderful. That's awesome. He said, yes, my grandma was the first one to receive Jesus in our village. And she gave me a portion of the Gospel of John as my Bible. And so right away I understood, okay, he's fairly new believer. The only Bible he has is a portion of a gospel of John. Yeah. And so then he says to me, he says, now I'm the pastor of the church. My grandma has passed away. She was the pastor. Now I'm the pastor. What do I do? <laughs> Where do I start? Where do I start with this guy? Unbelievable. So, you know, we, we got him a shepherd staff. I got him a, a Bible. He spoke English and could read English. So we got him an English Bible. And we, we stayed in communication with him for quite a while. And he's doing great as a as a pastor in, in his village. So we run into situations all the time around the world where we have the most sincere committed disciples and leaders who really want to serve the Lord and serve their people, but a lot of them just don't know what to do, or they become subject to getting caught up in something that is off the main focus of what they should be concerned about as, as pastors. And so trying to help them understand the basics of how to interpret the Bible, what kind of a prayer life should they have? Yeah. How do they handle church finances? What do they yeah. do about marriages and the issue yeah. of divorce and just the practical issues that pastors and leaders encounter? That's huge. Well, hey, we got to run to a break, but and we're a little bit long in this session. But when we get back, we'll be back with uh, Frank Parrish. He's the director of World Map, and we'll hear more about what God's doing through World Map and their ministry. We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. Lost Story Cinema presents a new feature film, the story of Frank Higgins, the lumberjack sky pilot. More than any class that's lived in our land, these lumberjacks can truthfully say, no man cared for my soul. The church has forgotten the prodigal while caring for the souls of the saved. 30,000 men? Men to whom God is dead, and Sunday is the harvest day of iniquity. 
at the saloons and brothels. But you were there, willing. Willing, yes, but but not ordained, you see. The Duluth Presbytery is not going to ordain an uncouth lad who hasn't even finished the sixth grade. Ever since I was a young lad in Canada, I've wanted to pilot men to the skies. Aren't you the lumberjack sky pilot? I am. My brother heard you preaching. He said you're a fellow who never leave a lumberjack down. I'm too low and vile for even God to do anything with But God brought me all this way to find you. Based on the true story of an ordinary man, who would become a giant. The Parish of the Pines, coming soon. For more information about this film and to learn about a movie premiere near you, go to theparishofthepinesmovie.com. Theparishofthepinesmovie.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. I'm also online with Frank Parrish. He's the director of World Map. And you guys just got back from India. You had a trip together for the 25th graduation of a whole group of church planners and lighthouse ladies. And you had the opportunity to follow up with Kamala. David, tell us a little bit about what's going on there. Yeah, last year, Kamala's husband, Yellam, um, was martyred for his faith in a very difficult, hostile area that's uh, ruled by actually communist element there. And they continued to threaten him. And, and finally, they took out their threats and, and actually put him to death. And we were, we've been a, with his widow all along in supporting her. And, and we met with her this last year. And so she came again to our leadership time. And Frank and I were just moved. Again, I was moved the second time being with her for me. But Frank even had some great comments that just blessed my heart. So, Frank, I want to turn it over to you. How were you, you, know, you moved and, and what were your impressions of meeting with Kamala and just the witness that she's been and, and a leader, a leader to the church there as a in our lighthouse and not highly educated but being a powerful witness. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Frank, and give your impressions. Well, it was amazing to meet a hero of the faith, as far as I'm concerned, uh, whose name ought to be written in Hebrews chapter 11 is just a hero of the faith, to see her willingness to continue to carry the gospel forward in her area, even after facing what I would say would be just a crushing blow uh, of persecution in the death of her husband. And as we sat there and interviewed her, even now, I get a little choked up to remember what she faced, and it it really impacted me, uh, made me want to just bow my head in sorrow and grief for what she has gone through. Yet at the same time, as I listened to her story, I wanted to fall on my knees and raise my hands to God and thank Him for His incredible faithfulness and grace and strength and peace and joy that was so evident within her life, and to thank him for his Christ's ability to keep and lead and provide for believers around the world who face the most incredibly difficult circumstances. And I have not ceased to pray for Kamala, and I think Believers here in the West, you know, we we have our uh, first world problems, but I would love for every single follower of Jesus to have the experience that I did to get their eyes refocused, not only just on the suffering and difficulty, but refocused on carrying out the mission that Christ has given to us of bringing 
the good news to people around the world. And to see Kamala with such incredible bravery, I was truly blessed and I will never forget her face ever. Thank you, brother, for sharing that. I, I, I share those feelings. And at the end here, since we're Kamala is a great example of so much of our network that isn't highly educated. I mean, at the highest, most of the education is high school, and we have some we graduate with don't even read and write, but we empower them with the oral tools. And and here you are, you're you have you have your doctorate degree, Frank, and yet here's your passion, bringing really excellent training to the and in simplicity to the church. What can you just kind of end and finish the time up? What is that mark you think in the end that makes an effective leader? Since obviously Kamala, so it's not it's not based upon high degrees and and education. You know, you've had years of experience. Can you put your finger on what is it that again really makes people effective for the Lord Jesus? I think the the best example I can think of is what Acts reveals about the New Testament church. Acts is not a a history book or a formula book, but there are things that get revealed in the book of Acts that should awaken us today to how God works and what he requires of us. Now, I happen to, as David mentioned, I happen to be a highly educated person. That doesn't mean I'm smart. I'm just educated. But I'm with these pastors and leaders around the world and who show the all the marks, I think, of the kind of person that will be incredibly fruitful in the harvest of the Lord. Here are some things that I think are really key. Number one, and I think I've already mentioned it, an absolute commitment to Christ, that it doesn't matter what it costs them personally, where they have to go, what they have to do. It's not about their food or their wealth or their provision or their comfort. It's all about commitment to Christ himself personally and to that mission of fulfilling the great commission that Christ gave to us just before he departed this earth. The second thing is prayer. When you look in the book of Acts, they didn't have Bibles. (laughs) They they didn't have educational systems. They didn't have training schools. They didn't have anything. But you see them praying, praying, praying. And as a result of their prayer, the Holy Spirit moved. And that leads to a third thing that I think should be highlighted is dependence upon the power, presence, and working of the Holy Spirit. This is not a matter of style or theology or any of the arguments we get into in the West. It is a matter of saying, Holy Spirit, come and do what only you can do in our midst. And so I would say those three things are probably the most critical things, but I would add to it something I did mention, which was a very clear sense of purpose. These people understood that their their purpose in life as a believer, as a follower, as a disciple of Jesus, it was not about being comfortable or being blessed or being prosperous or, or any of those things. It was all about how can we make Jesus known? How can we tell others about Jesus? How can we spread the gospel? And interestingly enough, just as a sideline, Paul's writing to the Romans, and you read in his 15th and 16th chapter of the book of Romans how he he talks about wanting to come to them and be with them and how the church was powerful and strong and it was doing amazing things. And Paul had never been to Rome. So how did the gospel get to Rome? Well, the gospel got to Rome 
by disciples carrying the gospel with them one foot at a time, one mile at a time, one gospel witness at a time, and carrying it all the way into the largest uh, city of the known world at that time. And so I, I look at these pastors and leaders and these people who are so committed to Jesus around the world. They are effectively reaching our world for Christ. So I think of my own ministry and think everything I do should be to serve them, to help them fulfill that great commission. Frank, you just blessed my socks off with everything you said there. That Those were truly leadership patterns of maturity in Christ you just gave us. And I know that you have a passion and expertise in revivals uh, through history. I want to carry this over to a second episode that all our listeners could tune in next week. We're going to let Mark come, bring us out of this episode, but I invite everybody to come back next week because we're going to continue on here uh, with Dr. Frank Parrish and talk about revivals and what that's even looking like with us in India right now and around the world and, and how we can pray that in, pray God's heart to revive our heart and, you know, in around the world. So, they, Frank, you're gonna, you're, we're going to hold on to you here. We're not going to let you go. And, and Mark, thank you for bringing us out. Yeah, well, you know, this is a leadership podcast. We want to encourage you to step out and becoming a better leader in the kingdom of God. At Risk Radio invites you to get involved with those who risk much for Jesus. And so there's a few ways you can do that. First of all, you can get involved by subscribing to our newsletter. Our full color newsletter comes out every month and features stories from those who are serving on the front lines in the most restricted areas of the world for the gospel. You can sign up for that at atriskradio.com. Now, Frank, I want to ask you if individuals or churches, if they want to contribute to the support, the, to the mission, the work there of World Map, how can they uh, support you and what you're doing? Well, they can simply contact us through our website, which is uh, world-map.com, world-map.com. They can contact us there. They can call our office at Area code 928-515-2404 if they want to make contact with us personally. Uh, they can also email us through our website if they would like to do that. So we would welcome any kind of contact with them. That would be a privilege. Okay, and thank you for that. David, you wrote a book about a year ago now about India and, and about what God's doing in India. That's called God's Global Grace Movement. You can find that book and other resources about India at sombookstore.com. And all the resources there are available in exchange for a donation. And so we'd love for you to support this ministry by exchanging a donation for a book there. Until next time, my name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.